Hello and welcome to episode 17 of my podcast, Tom Simpson's Conversation With. This is the last week of the current season, season two. I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to record a new season, but hopefully I'll find time to uh, record and release the odd episode here and there. But now that kind of lockdown has kind of ended and I'm back at full-time work, uh, trying to record and edit full conversations uh, for a full season is, is going to be quite a struggle, but hopefully... I can still continue this in some kind of way. This week on the episode, I have Jessica from Jessica Louise Music. I started listening to her music after she started following me on Instagram after the first episode of my podcast, where I talked to Kira, one of my friends who is a musician, um, and really, really enjoyed her music. Also, if you're listening to this on the day that it's coming out, her single from her new EP is releasing today as well uh, which is really exciting so after you finish listening to this episode definitely go and check it out on Spotify I'll leave links down below her first EP is coming out soon so definitely make sure you follow her on her socials and follow her on Spotify as well so you can listen to the new EP when it's released so about this episode we talk about how she got into music about her kind of creating her writing process um, and how she creates a song we talk a little bit about learning instruments and finding that right guitar that if you're a musician or you're into music at all then you'll kind of know that feeling when you find that right guitar that has the right sound for you. Um, we also talk a little bit about gigging and how the lockdown has kind of uh, altered her writing process. We also talk a little bit about her inspirations and about what she does for work as well. Uh, I'll be back in the middle with a little update from Jessica and then I'll also be back in the end with just a little bit more update from me and then right at the very end of the episode uh, very lucky to have this final season played out by Jessica playing acoustic version of one of her songs which is one of my favourite songs from her um, so definitely make sure you listen all the way through the episode and then uh, listen to her perform right at the end uh, but for now we slip into the conversation with me asking where she's from I'm from just outside of Warrington, so northwest, um, Merseyside really. But I've just moved to Manchester. Well, I say I've just moved. I've been living in Manchester for the past six months. So um, I moved during lockdown out for the first time, which was um, a bit of a learning curve. But yeah, I'm I'm a Manchester habitant now, shall we say. That's where I'm from officially now. <laughs> That's cool. I can kind of pick up a little bit of like a northern accent at the moment i'm guessing yeah so, kind of northernish yeah so we're not i'm northwest um so my dad's from liverpool so sometimes my accent sounds a bit scarce <laughs> and then um like we're from st helens which is quite lancashire sort of merseyside kind of I'm smack bang in the middle of liverpool and manchester so i've got a bit of an unusual accent if you've never sort of heard someone from around where I'm from really <laughs> quite hard to place <laughs> um how did you get into music so I um I studied English and drama at uni and I've always kind of done like musical theatre and theatre so a lot of my like sort of training if you like for in any sort of music knowledge or like singing or anything was all me always musical theatre training so that's where I kind of learnt to like belt and stuff. And I've got, I've got kind of two voices really. I do like musical theatre acting voice where it's like big songs, big belty songs. And then 
um, the music that I make is quite um, a bit, sometimes a bit folky. It's a lot softer, I think. Um, but yeah, so I did my degree and I've, I've always kind of dabbled in music and I've been in a couple of bands and stuff when I was a lot younger than I am now. And it just kind of fizzled out a bit when I went to college and when I went to uni. But towards the end, when you start asking yourself those questions of what do I want to do and who do I want to be and stuff, I just, music is something that makes me feel really comfortable. So I just sort of started writing again. I went through quite a tough sort of period of my life in my last four months of uni. And um, it kind of made me reevaluate like what's important to me and sort of what were my goals. And that's where the music kind of set off. So I've only really been doing music as Jessica Louise for about, I think it's just coming up to two years, really. It'll be, well, it'll be two years in summer. So Wow. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm a bit of a baby, really, in the music industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really cool, though. Like following your passion. Um, mm. and then, so you used to do music theatre as well. Yeah. So I used to do like I, I was part of like the drama society at uni. I used to chair the theatre theatre society. In my, well, I did it in my last year. Um, but all the way through uni, we did like shows and things. And I just I love musicals. I love writing plays. Like theatre is a, a, a big passion of mine actually so um I just kind of adapted sort of my love for theatre and writing and poetry and into sort of songwriting and um I've always loved singing it's, I was one of those kids that was like always singing always being like I'm gonna go an X Factor when I'm older and like obviously that's not really a goal anymore that's um that was a bit of a thing in the past um <laughs> but I've always loved music and I find a lot of comfort in music and I think I've been brought up by two people that um my mum my mum especially she loves her music so I've been given quite a broad range of it and that's where the passion sort of comes from I think is being exposed to it from such a, a young age. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I mean I I mean I've started following you quite recently because yeah. I, I think you probably followed or watched the interview I did with Kira. Yeah. And then I realized that you're a musician, checked out a couple of your songs, and I was like, I've got to talk to you. Like, <laughs> there's, you know, that when you have like waves of like, you're trying to find that new band or that new artist, yeah. even, like the, the type of music, I, I, yeah, there's just the type of music that you do just kind of like hit that right kind of sounds that we were oh, kind of looking for a bit. That's so good to hear. Um, I think you've only you've only got a few tracks. I guess you've been only been doing it for a couple of years, but you've got a few singles yeah. now. Are you still are you working on an EP or a an album? Yeah, so I released my first single in 2019. Um my first official one. So I put out a few like silly tracks that weren't the best produced um but better place is sort of the single that i say is it, it was the first sort of jump into professional um producing and stuff and recording but um yeah i've only got i've only got a couple of songs out because i'm so i'm such a perfectionist like i would hate after putting out some stuff that i wasn't too happy with at the start i'm so picky about what i um produce and how i do it and it's such a process and it's it's quite expensive to be honest with you as well it's another, another reason but um I work with two 
different producers and they're both fabulous and um I learned so much from them that's honestly one of my favorite parts of music is um sort of learning the new skills and and watching how um because I write and do all mine on acoustic guitar and then watching it become like what it what what they do to eventually turn into is so amazing to me um but I'm working on an EP in April that's when I'm uh, going into the studio and I honestly like the preparation for it it's so exciting and I can't wait to be working on something that's a bit a bit bigger because obviously I've only I've only dropped singles so far so yeah an EP is what I'm working on that's amazing excited <laughs> yeah that's really cool I mean I I don't know if you know I used to do uh, music technology when I was at college and university uh, um okay. so like the music world is still ultimately fascinating to me and like you it's just such like you're never done learning music like there's so many different elements to it and I think there's to be honest that's one of the reasons why I don't think I'll be able to like go back into it is because it it moves at such a fast pace as well I'm I'll be miles behind now um because it's been many years since I did university um but yeah I mean i do you mind talking through your kind of like writing process? Yeah, so um, it's kind of, it's changing a little bit. So I have sort of two different ways that I do it. Um, so I, I don't I don't know music theory. Uh, I was never taught it. I, I think I did a bit of it in high school. Um, it's something that I really do want to work, work on myself. So for me, um, writing songs, it either starts with... Um, words and phrases I've heard people use and um like I have a song called Eyes Like Mine and that was all built around my friend um at the t- one of my friends he's got the same eyes as me same we've got very similar sort of colors in our eyes and he was like oh you've got eyes like mine and then that became like the stimulus for a song if you like so I just took that and I just sort of wrote down phrases and it becomes a bit of a poem really and then I find chords and then from that I I try and pick away at my guitar and come up with little nice riffs and things but then I've been really trying hard recently to not just rely on the lyrics and come up with the um like start to compose a bit more and um understand my instruments more because I'm so I'm confident with my voice like I've um I've trained my voice by myself and I, I trust my voice, but I, I want to be better on instruments. And that's like a big project of mine is, um, well, one, finding the motivation at the moment in the current climate to really push myself. But two, like, I don't really want to be the person anymore that isn't quite sure how to articulate how I want things to sound. So um, I just, yeah. Getting better on my guitar is something that I am aspiring to to do, really. But I have started writing songs purely on guitar first, and then seeing where it goes. But I do, I am, a, I am a lyricist, really. That's um, I like songwriting in terms of like telling stories and stuff. So that's my where I start, really. Nice. Uh, how long have you been playing guitar for? Oh gosh, so I used to play guitar in school. I had like little lessons and then I didn't pick it up for years 
I then picked it up again slightly in college for about three months, put it down again. I um, picked it back up again in sort of the first year of university. So for me, that was, gosh, that was about four years ago now. Um, but I, I had a, a partner at the time. I had a boyfriend at the time who, um, he played guitar. So I used to try and learn a bit from him and then um, that ended, that was fine. I stopped for a bit um, and then I picked it back up again. So that was when I started to really knuckle down on my guitar, it was probably about a year and a half ago where I just kind of got bored of only knowing like open chords and I wanted to sort of understand bar chords a bit and um, like scales and stuff, but I'm still such a novice on the guitar, but I'm a lot better than I was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those, it just takes just a lot of time and a lot of practice, isn't it? And like, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't really know like proper like music theory as, as such like I'm I think I, I was very gifted with my dad who has been in bands all his life uh sorry all my life and I've just grown up around music so for me I was able to pick up tunes and stuff pretty quickly um but I was never really I think I remember like when I was really young I did used to like write songs down but then I think for some reason just destroyed them all and then ever since then i don't know if i've just got writer's block i just i just don't know where to start anymore but yeah i'm i'm more i play bass more than i do anything else but i'm like i haven't really like picked it up in quite a while i'm i'm like this far away from buying a bass guitar because i just i love bass guitars i think they're so cool i think that's something i'd like to learn i just think like they're just such a, they're just like a, such a sexy instrument, a bass guitar, like, <laughs> like I've got my guitars, I've got my acoustic, but I think if I just had a bass, like, oh, I think they're so cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool. I, I really <laughs> want to get um just an acoustic guitar at some point, yeah. but like our apartment is just too small and we can't <laughs> hang anything on the walls. Like we've got yeah. all that Velcro stuff and Velcro is not going to hold up a guitar. So. Oh God, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got... um my acoustic guitar is a, a Taylor GS mini. So it's like, it's really small, really. It's, I can't play full sized acoustics. My, my arms aren't long enough. <laughs> um, I, but, I feel like ever since Ed Sheeran, like small, like th those kind of like smaller guitars are like way more popular and fashionable. Like I yeah. would never see them in like guitar shops. And then now, like, I don't know, the last time I went to a guitar shop, there was like a full massive row and there was a full wall of like those smaller <laughs> guitars. I just love them. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like I, I used to play like full size acoustics and, but I just, my arms could never quite reach around the bodies of the ones I was playing. And then I found this tailor and it's made out of koa. So the, the grain on it's really natural and it's, it's beautiful. It's like, it's untreated wood. And it's just, honestly, I remember picking it up in the store and playing it. And just being like, oh my gosh, I've never played a guitar that has been so perfect for me. And I've had it since like 2016 now. And she is my baby. Like, I love her so much. <laughs> I think anyone who's listening to this who plays music of any kind, 
they'll know what you mean when you when you pick up that one guitar because not every guitar mm-hmm. is the same but there's like oh, no. like you, you can spend an hour in a guitar shop and then like there's just one that's got that sound that is that's your sound yeah it just it just felt right like i love taylor's so like i know a lot of people are, are martin kind of they, they love martin guitars because they're quite rich in sound whereas taylor for me it's quite bright i love the bright sound of my guitar and um i do play a lot of like when i do gigs it's usually just me and my guitar so they she's so it's so loud unplugged and then the sound that you can get out of it it's just it always gets compliments like people are always like oh can i play your guitar like your guitar's so nice like where did you find this like how did you get it to look like that and it's i'm like it's natural it's naturally <laughs> it was it's yeah it's um i'm really lucky to have that guitar and i don't think i'd ever sell it either it's like you know when you just it's got a lot of memories behind it it's such a i don't know it's just kind of like a, a piece that i think i'll always have with me <laughs> that's really cool um yeah. let's kind of talk a little bit about gigging like because you've only been kind of performing for like what you said about two years have you been able to have many opportunities for gigs so i what kind of kicked off my music actually this sort of wave of of music like this like like the jessica louise part of music was that i got asked to um to play at salford pride and their pride event and it was like the first gig i'd ever done on my own really and it was like 300 people and I just remember being like oh my god like this is gonna be so stressful I don't know all my songs like there's loads of drag queens everywhere so I was just like in awe of everyone I was like I'm I'm not cool enough to be playing here um and then I just kind of got like like some sort of like addiction to gigging like I absolutely love the feeling of um being on stage and and watching people get happy because you're playing songs that they know or well, that was when I used to do like covers and stuff but even now um I do a lot of gigging in Warrington and um, they've got a really really good music scene in Warrington and it's getting to the point now where people know my songs in there so I like that buzz that you get when you see someone singing along to your song is oh I just love it um yeah that's but I had yeah, I had um like I did a few gigs in Liverpool and um I had a few in Manchester. Like there was a sort of a period of time in sort of like I can't remember when it was, I think it was July, um where like you could have a gig inside as long as everyone was like sat at a table. So mm. I did a lot of like um acoustic nights where everyone like the bands played really stripped back sets and um they were really lovely because I, I love intimate gigs because I do I have been sort of working with a band but obviously it's been really hard and you can't really rehearse or anything and everyone's got jobs everyone's just trying to make ends meet at the moment so I'm so used to just playing on my own and because of that I get invited to do a lot of like, really intimate acoustic gigs and um, that's sort of my favourite type of gigging really is because you, you get to kind of get that feeling with the audience and you kind of create a a personal relationship with them and I just miss gigging so much it's so sad like I can't wait for venues and things to be open again because there's just so much like new music out that people need to play live like yeah Yeah, there's just such a 
magic from like seeing and hearing a band live yeah so um what's your kind of like biggest gigs that you've been able to do um or do you prefer those like intimate gigs yeah see uh, because i am just sort of it's i'm I'm a singer songwriter really it's just it's just me a lot of the time um i haven't really been able to do like bigger gigs that was a goal of mine this year to be honest was get working with my band and making sure we had like a slick set and um we could have gigged and done bigger sets and stuff because I've got a lot of friends in bands who they they get those bigger gigs and I always kind of you're always dead proud of them but I always kind of be like oh I wish I could play that stage or I wish I could have a band and do that so I do a lot I do a lot of smaller gigs and I did a lot do a lot in Warrington as I say and um, they had a lot of summer events and winter events and um, I do a lot of work with like charities and stuff as well it's um it's just fun I don't know I, I, I like my smaller ones at the moment <laughs> yeah and hopefully like in this like post post-covid world whenever that happens mm-hmm. you know there'll be more opportunities I think people are, are dying to go and see gigs and stuff they're like yeah I think it's going to be a gradual thing until people you'll be able to have like a big room full of people. I mean, there's yeah. going to be a lot of outdoor gigs eventually at some point. I think they're going to be yeah. quite popular. But I played one. Um, I played an outdoor gig during. Um, it was like I think we were tier two, so you could have. The, the, it was allowed. It was, um, but that was obviously during COVID time, and um, that was so cool. It was absolutely chucking it down my hand was like sliding up my guitar it was so fun but um that's the closest I've had for a a year of feeling like I was doing a proper gig so yeah how was this kind of (laughs) how did this last kind of covid year kind of affect your creativeness lockdown one it I wrote some of my favorite songs I've ever written in lockdown one and they weren't even I made myself like a mission not to write any lockdown songs. Like I was like, I'm not writing songs about COVID. I'm not writing songs about how it's made me feel. And like, I don't want to think about it. So I wrote songs about, well, Television Mister, which is on my Spotify. Um, I wrote that about Paul McGann in With Nail and I, the, the, the film, because I watched it with my mum and dad, really fancied the character in it and was like I wrote television mystery about 10 minutes and I just like came downstairs and showed my mum I was like I just wrote this song about Paul McGann and she found that so funny because he's like 60 now something (laughs) (laughs) in the film he's like my age um so yeah I had like like I wrote Nice Try my latest single in in lockdown one but um sort of I moved to Manchester things picked up in terms of like um promoting myself on social media like I've, I've grown my social media a lot but then this third lockdown came and I think everyone's just kind of had enough and that's it's really really stunted me a little bit um and like I'm I'm not ashamed to say that because I think everyone's in the same boat really like this is why I'm so glad there's people like you doing podcasts and things because it it you're highlighting things to get involved in and things to like just listening to somebody maybe talk about the fact that they do music or they do art 
kind of reminds you that it is supposed to be something that you should be like happy to be doing and not feeling like you have to do it and um it can sometimes feel like that if you're watching everyone do so well or um like if you there's a lot of pressure I think and social media is like so it's so easy to fake how you're feeling on social media so yeah I've like I've brought out the new singles and that was so fun like I really cherish those moments but it's been it has been a struggle like and I, I don't really know any musicians that can say that they haven't had a struggle this year yeah. I think yeah. yeah like you said like everyone is in this kind of like horrible kind of situation where it's quite hard to feel motivated um mm-hmm. and I do know that social media can be quite a toxic place place depending on kind of where you go um I know yeah. for the community that I'm in the kind of like fiber community with like the knitters and crocheters it does seem like actually a genuinely nice place and there's a lot more genuine people who are happy to share their mistakes and a lot of the people started doing their crafts and stuff because it's a way of helping with their mental health and you know listening to your music and listening to um my friend Kira's and other people it, it does kind of inspire me to try and pick up my bass and play again but I feel like even though I'm like I'm not working I feel like I still don't have any time because I'm still filling up my time with like creating this podcast and um I'm working on some kind of knitting projects and stuff as well but like I could still do with like another day even though I'm (laughs) filling oh that's like that's exciting like it's good to know that like we're all kind of even though you might not feel like you are just sort of putting yourself out there a little bit is this is inspiring other people like like I like you followed I followed you and then you followed me on Instagram and I loved your Instagram feed I was like I was sitting with my housemate and going through it like how sick does this look how cool is that like um so yeah like I think creative people just they, they always look after each other don't they and um it's nice to kind of yeah there, as you just said there is the bad side of, of social media but it's also kind of a blessing really because it's meant that we can stay in touch with each other um and have that little network of we're almost like little busy like busy bees like doing yeah. our own thing and then coming together and we've got a community and supporting each other when we feel bad and yeah yeah it's good <laughs> I mean there's definitely some kind of positive things of like a lot of people have been able to pick up projects and stuff Mm-hmm. Or like I'm sure that you've been able to focus on your music a lot more than like if you if we weren't in lockdown and you're yeah. working or at university or whatever like mm-hmm. it gives you a little bit more time and like for me I if I did ever start a podcast I would have been talking to people who were lo- uh, like close to me that I could have like popped over or something and mm-hmm. I would not have been able to do the majority of the pod like the episodes and like talk to you for example and talk to my newfound friends in Canada and America and and stuff it's like there's there's some moments you kind of gotta like hold on to even though the world is is kind of falling apart (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um it is mad isn't it It, it's just I don't know it's just every everyone's dealing with it in their own way and I think um as you said like 
there, there, there would be songs that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for lockdown. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think um, to be, it was probably my first song that I heard from you. Cause it's like probably the latest re- release was a uh, nice try. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably my favorite song of yours. Um, it's it's my favorite song of mine as well that I've, I've released. I think <laughs> it could be just the fact that you've been doing it a little bit more now, and you've kind of got, you know, you're finding your sound a bit more. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely my favorite song out of the few that you've got. Yeah, but yeah, I like all of them. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, nice tries. It's had like an overwhelming response. It's nice though, because um, I'm watching kind of like me and my manager, we sit and we watch how I started with Better Place, which was the first one I brought out officially. And it's kind of climbing at a nice pace and I'm meeting a lot of new people. And it's like strange, like some people have been using it on like TikToks and things and like, I'll be like, oh gosh, I didn't. <laughs> Obviously, it's not gone like mad or anything, but even just random people knowing what it is and seeing all the playlists that it's getting added in is, it's just proper overwhelming, really. Like, it took me a, a bit of a while to understand that people actually liked it and like were listening to it. And it's it's had some good radio coverage and it's had some gorgeous reviews. And that's what makes me happy is when, um, someone reviews it and they they really understand what you're trying to say in a song um because I'm, I'm such an emotional person like I'm, I'm such a hopeless romantic as well so when somebody gets it and they, and they understand what I'm trying to say it makes me so happy so yeah <laughs> awesome that's really cool and to be honest TikTok is a world that I don't understand and it's I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna try like I'm <laughs> I know there's plenty of people who are older than me that are on it, but I I feel like I am far too old to like even start. You should you should um you should do some TikToks of you making um of you like I've I've thought about it. I like I can't even bring myself to do the um Instagram (laughs) reels, and like I've been on Instagram for like pretty much the day it started, um, (laughs) and I just I can't. Like I'm, I'm happy to make the long form kind of like videos that I can put on YouTube or my IGTV, but Reels and TikTok is just—it's not for me. <laughs> it's took me a, a while to get sort of used to it, and um, I just find it mad how like some you could just post a random video and it could just blow up overnight, and then suddenly you're making money off TikTok. It's just like it. it it doesn't compute much like how the hype around it and how like does people's songs get used on it on videos and then all of a sudden they're like in the charts it's just mad yeah like we see some like tiktok compilations on like on youtube like some people put like tiktok compilations but i like i've i think i have actually downloaded the app but i've not really like probably looked on it like I've got my algorithm now because you have like um like a news feed on it that's like like videos that you'll like. I've like worked my algorithm now to the point where it's basically just Vine on my TikTok. So it's yeah. like really stupid niche humor and it makes I spend like hours on a night just flicking through TikTok like what are you doing? Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't blame you. The fact that you've not been sucked in yet is like like you you deserve some sort of medal because once once you get it and you start using it, I was like, oh no, TikTok now, nah, I'm good. Kids do dances on that, I'm sound, I'll leave it. And all of a sudden I'm like making videos to follow trends and like <laughs> I feel like I've, yeah, I feel like everyone's kind of said that. Like the people who've used it, I've heard that like they were so anti it, and then they kind of got sucked into it, and then they just can't oh, let so go. And I, I feel like I probably would as well. And I'm like, I'm just gonna stay away. I'm just gonna stay with my Instagram, and I'm gonna stay with YouTube for now. I don't, I don't blame you. Stay away while you can. Yeah. Um, what's your kind of inspiration for for music? like when you're writing what kind of inspire what inspires you um lots of different things actually in fact it makes my friends laugh um because when i write songs and that so I, I do a lot of sort of testing out songs on my instagram so if i've written one i'll upload a little video of me playing it to see what people think and um my housemate especially she'll always message me or come in and be like I know what that line's about. I know who that song's about. And I know, <laughs> um, I'm really bad at um, sort of using songs as like a form of like catharsis, if you like. So I do a lot of purging of like boys that have messed me about or like people that have annoyed me or things that have made me happy. Or, um, but I kind of... I like to be a bit sneaky with my lyrics and drop things in there that I know I know the people around me that and my close friends will know straight away is about something, but it's so it's so general and generic that it it's it's relatable to people, but it's not as personal as it to them as it would be to me. I don't know. I just like to to be a bit of a, a trickster in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny because I'll get like my mum will message me and be like which boys messed you about this time? <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. I, uh, my notes on my phone is just like an absolute mess of random sentences and like little things I see. Like I don't know, just things make me laugh. So I write them down, and then I'll write a song. Or like things annoy me, so I write it down, write a song, or I'll my videos on my phones, half of them are just videos of the ground outside and I'm just humming a tune. Or like, <laughs> um, so if I ever lost my phone, God, I'd like lose like the beginnings of about 60 songs. So Cloud not, storage. Just make sure that your that. cloud is like <laughs> backed up. <laughs> Here is Jessica with just a little update of what she's been up to since we recorded the episode back in February. Hi everyone. Hi Thomas from Knit Slips as well. Um, I'm Jessica Louise and I'm really excited to um, sort of be a part of the next series of the podcast. Um, it's been a little while since we recorded and a lot has changed since then really. Um, I'm about to release my first ever EP, which I think we actually spoke about, but it's uh, now been recorded and made so that's really nice and uh, yeah I'm about to start gigging again um, I've started re uh, rehearsing with a really lovely group of people um, that are now my band um, I've got pink hair now which I don't think I had last time we spoke <laughs> 
um, and I got a kitten this weekend, which is really nice. Um, being sort of in Manchester has been lovely, but fingers crossed we can start up some live music and see the pubs and the venues have reopened, so that's really nice. And um, yeah, stay tuned. My single, my lead single from my EP, AM, is out on the 18th of June, and then the EP is out on the 9th of July. So yeah, and I hope you enjoy the podcast because it was great having a chat with Thomas a couple of months ago, and great to check in. Thank you, Jessica, for that little update. I hope you're all enjoying the episode so far. Uh, please remember to like and subscribe. Uh, and we slip back into the conversation with me asking what she does for work. So I've, um, I've just started a new job, actually. So I um, it's a bit of like the opposite of what music is. But I, I, um, I work in sales. So I am... Um, I've just started with a really lovely company. I'm not going to say like the company or anything, just like obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I work in in sales and um, I'm in an office of like people who, I'm 23, so I'm in an office with like most people in my age or a little bit older or a little bit younger. So it's my first sort of full-time job where I'm kind of, looking after myself and I'm feeling independent so it's really lovely I've just finished my first proper week after all like two weeks of training and oh my gosh am I tired so when you just like like my brain is tired from like calling people and making sure things are like right and um because I do a lot of like looking after clients and um yeah it's like non-advisory so a lot of it is just helping people out and if we mm-hmm. can help them and we improve on things we do that and yeah but it's um I get my weekends now so and they're all really supportive in the office like when I first started they were, we we had to like say like something about yourselves and my trainer um was like oh Jess does music it was on a cv <laughs> and um, and then now everyone like pre-saves my single and like plays it and stuff and it's it's nice nice little community that's cool yeah get ready for that tiredness to like continue <laughs> for like at least this the next month like yeah i kind of i kind of like thrive off it though because it's it's given me a bit of a routine because i was working i've just finished a job where i was doing like six in the morning starts and then two days later I'd be finishing at 10 o'clock at night and I just like I just couldn't keep up with it anymore just was draining like but like a different kind of tired like it's it's just fun what I'm doing now I enjoy it (laughs) yeah hopefully this kind of work will kind of help that routine and help Mm -hmm. structure your day and you'll enjoy writing and Mm -hmm. like putting more songs together yeah like it's it's definitely settled me down a little bit and knowing that I have my weekends where I can be creative it's 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 like making me really excited actually because it's that I finally feel like I've got time to do things I want to do so yeah (laughs) that's really cool where where do you hope your kind of music goes to my dream for my music would be to write a soundtrack for a film or a tv show or um 
I don't know, like even work on a script and produce the the soundtrack. Do you know something? Because I was I love theatre as well, so like I'd love to put everything back into that. Like my EP that I'm, we're going to be working on. Like I really want it to tell a story. Um, like that's my. If it doesn't, I'm not going to be happy with it. So, um, yeah, I just love the art of storytelling. So, being able to do like like a sync deal where you write for film or you write for TV, I think that would be honestly like my dream come true. I think I would be able to sit down and go, yeah, do you know what you've done well and you've done what you've done well in music. If I if I could ever do that, that's really cool. Thanks. So if I ever start doing some more long form videos or something, I'll give you a shout if I need some <laughs> some backing music or something. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> That's really cool. Because I think I saw on your Instagram, uh, I had your page somewhere, um, that you're featured on BBC. BBC Introducing. Yeah. Um... How, how did that happen? Like how, so they, they've got a really good platform for um, for young as well, upcoming musicians, so unsigned people. Um, so each region has its own um, like BBC show. So I'm on BBC Merseyside um, and I uploaded my tracks. They listen to it um, and then they decide whether to broadcast it or not. So... Dave Monks from BBC Merseyside has honestly supported me from the beginning. Like, um, he is a fabulous, fabulous advocate for new music and what he does for us is is amazing. Um, but from that, you can sort they can escalate it to um, bigger, bigger shows like Radio One or um, uh, BBC Six as well. So. It's honestly, it's a, it's a really good platform for young musicians because it means that, I mean, you may, like I've had my music listened to by like Radio 1 before, but they've never played it, but at least they've listened to it. It's kind of, it's a good motivation for musicians. It's like, you can see what your future might look like, do you know, if you keep pushing and you keep working and yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's a nice avenue for those like the BBC, for example, is massive to like actually listen to your stuff. Otherwise, yeah. it's kind of like hoping it might come on a yeah, Spotify yeah. playlist. <laughs> it sort of eliminates the it's not what you know, it's who you know kind of aspect of of the industry because that is that is a, a big sort of barrier for a lot of people. But if you can upload that and they listen to, I think they they aim to listen to every upload. So it's a fair game really and then from that I've just developed a a really good working relationship with the the presenters and the producers there's uh, Jade one of the producers for the Merseyside show and um they're just really really supportive and even like like the way they support you is like they always tag you in a tweet or like they um that look when you get that that post tag that you're being played on BBC intro it's like the first time I'd ever got it, I cried. Like it just, it's like, it's just such a good feeling of achievement to be recognised like that. It's, it's, um, it's a really good platform. Yeah. 
that's awesome that's really cool to hear as well that they're they are supporting kind of independent artists that are trying to make it in the music industry because we kind of touched about this in the video i did with kira that the music industry is like it is changing drastically and it is quite hard there's there's pros and cons about being a musician nowadays like yeah definitely the pros you can do a lot more of the stuff at home like you've got so much like you've basically got a recording studio in your phone if you know (laughs) how to work it but but then there's a lot of people that can do that so it's but i think i think with social media you can try and find your your fandom i think Mm -hmm. like i think it was probably a lot harder back in the day when you had to get a recording studio uh, recording label to actually have your stuff heard mm-hmm. like now you can like you can put it on spotify yeah and like you can have thousands of people listen to it yeah that's like that's another thing is like platforms like spotify they're, they're good for exposure and um having somewhere for, because it's so wildly wildly used now like everyone uses well most people use spotify or apple music or um, it's such a good way to get your music out there. I just wish they um, paid more than not point not not six pence. I think it is a stream. So, yeah. Um, but like that's that's kind of a big discussion in itself, really. Um, but for the purpose of sharing music and stuff, it, it's really good. Um, yeah, like again, like BBC Intro is probably one of the biggest ones I know for for showing like new music and stuff. And then you've got like the there's a there's a Manchester show, Excess Manchester, so the radio station, they really support um like new music as well. You've got Indie Rocks in Manchester as well. They're like a, a big radio station and they have loads of radio shows and they like um bring in new music all the time. But I just I just think Manchester in general is a that's why I wanted to live here because it's such a it's it's a it's a hub for music. It's it's honestly like one of the most like wonderful cities I think for music because there's such a, a broad range of it. And um, like you say, like it is such a hard industry to get into and to to sort of be successful in to sort of like like when you get to like the big big artists it's it's like one in a million do you know what I mean but Manchester has such a underground music scene and a, a grassroots music scene that a lot of people are just happy chilling in that and doing what they do here and yeah I, I love Manchester for that That was the end of season two. Uh, thank you very much, Jessica, for being on the podcast. Uh, I had a really good conversation. I hope you all really enjoyed it as well. Um, I hope you enjoyed all the episodes that I've recorded so far. If this is the first time you've started uh, watching, uh, then make sure you go back and check out some of the other episodes as well. Um, if you like the music ones, then episode one is talking to Kira, who is a musician friend of mine. Uh, where we have episodes with other crafters, knitters, Um, and a really good talk with Maddie from the Posh Pet Kitchen as well. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, uh, Jessica has released a new single from her EP, which is out today. Definitely go and check that out on Spotify. There'll be links down below so you can go and check out her page. Uh, I hope everyone's doing all right at home. Uh, I know that 
the UK is kind of a bit more into the swing of things. Um, the vaccine is getting rolled out quite quite well at the moment, I think. Um, I hope everything's going right in the country or wherever you're watching this from. Um, little updates. I have got quite a few projects kind of going on at the moment. Um, just felt inspired with a few knitting projects that I kind of wanted to get started on. Um, so I have like three kind of main knitting projects that I'm kind of currently working on. And then I have a couple of things that I want to start soon as well. Uh, and then the and then the next kind of big project that I'm working on is another video project where I want to get you involved. Um, it's more of a project of um, I want to create little videos of people talking about uh, their mental health and how crafting has helped. I want to try and help break down the stigma of mental health and I also want to try and help show how crafting uh, can really help. Uh, so these are going to be little short stories of people kind of introducing themselves and uh, talking about their experience with mental health and then how their craft um, has helped them deal with anxiety or stress. So if you'd like to get involved with that, go and message me on Instagram. Um, I'm putting together a little video on how to create your video uh, and then you'll send it over to me and then I'll be able to edit it and then I'll post it on my my socials as well. I think it's gonna be a really good project and I'm hope I'm hoping it'll help spread the awareness of crafting and doing things like this to help with mental health. Uh, and those are my kind of main updates. Um, I do have a bonus episode uh, of this podcast that'll be coming out uh, probably in a month or so. Um, it's going to tie in with a historic cooking video uh, that we've done uh, where I talked to Esme from uh, Leave It to Esme. Uh, which is a, a really nice uh, Caribbean restaurant in Coventry. Uh, and that's a really good conversation and it ties in really nicely with the historic cooking episode that I'm doing. But I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been on the podcast for season one and two. Uh, and a big thank you to all of you as well for listening and watching. Um, I really hope you've all enjoyed the episodes. Uh, please go and follow me on Instagram and my YouTube page as well. I have plenty of content out there and I've got loads of ideas of more stuff that I want to kind of produce. But yeah, now I will leave you with Jessica performing her acoustic version of Nice Dry. Thank you very much. Why should I trust you?